Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. What's cracking, baby? What's going on? What's going on? How you doing? Yeah, I like the outfit today. Oh, yeah? You're getting ready for the week, like to, you know, charge your week. Really? Posture looks good. Oh, You haven't been grabbing your lower back lately. You know what I mean? You look healthy, look ready to go. I stretched it out. I did. It's true. You got back down to sea level down in Miami. You know, you're feeling ready for the home game, getting the body ready. Yeah? No? Not I, at all? Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. No, sure. no, I'll take yeah. It. I need a little, you know, I could look at myself in the screen right now. I could use some sun, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, you always can use some sun. <laughs> I it's tough, agree it's with tough that. Max. <laughs> What's that, Key? It's tough, man. What is? It, 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 trying to get some, you know, trying to. Yeah, you know, in New York, in the Northeast, it is. Just in, in general, wherever is. you're at, it's going to be tough. You no, know? No, I like the summer. I get a little tan. It's nice. It's good. Yeah, looks healthy. You... Looks healthy. <laughs> Yeah. As opposed to looking unhealthy now. Well, sometimes I, I sometimes <laughs> I yeah, to Max, put it politely. I look like death warmed over. You know what? I, <laughs> you don't have to worry color. about it when it's. Yes. Hey, Max, you have to worry about it when it's just natural. You know. It's, ah, I see. I see. Yeah, like, do you, you look at the, the gear differently? It. Like when you don't have a tan? Like hundred percent. Like so, like, can you wear white kicks when you look the same color as your kicks? Yeah. Like, what? No, no. White is not the problem. <laughs> Damn, White's not what? the problem. No, no, Jay hit on something no, real. This is real. White? You can't so my wear. My boys and I have these conversations. No, no, white is not the problem because white people's skin's not actually white. Right. It's like off-white. It's oh. wearing the off-white stuff, wearing like stuff with yellow in it or like too too much like pale green. Not a good <laughs> so look. Not got to be. Shoes. But but if I have a tan, that looks good. It's espresso. If you have yes, tan. yes. Yeah. But if I don't have a tan, no, no, no. I stay away from that. I stay, <laughs> it's a legitimate question. What do you? Are there colors that you can't wear or that you stay away from? No. No, there you go. No, no. Key, why, why, why'd you say it was sensitive? It wasn't sensitive. Not sensitive. I didn't say anything. I didn't even use the word sensitive. Yeah, you made me feel like, oh, no, you're JJ. always feeling sensitive, though, no matter yeah, what it is. Apparently, I'm the emotional this one. This next the conversation is going to be very sensitive, too. Sensitive. Major pain. So the Nuggets have looked quite good in these playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the question is, are they poised to have, if not championship run like the Warriors, at least a Western Conference dominance <clears throat> that the Warriors have had <clears throat> until very recently, <clears throat> even if they don't win the title this year. Well, there is a very astute guard, formerly of Duke University. Who is not here on the show. Jay, Jay Reddick. <laughs> Jonathan Clay. On ESPN. Is that his name? That's his real name. Call him by his government name. He's an, ad, he's, a, he's, he's an NBA analyst. He appeared on First Take. This is what he had to say about why the Nuggets will be the best team in the West for, for the foreseeable future. Listen to this. Regardless of what happens in this series, we are entering a phase where the Denver Nuggets will be the favorites in the Western Conference going forward for the foreseeable future. They have been the best team in the West this year. They went through a tough gauntlet to get to the finals. Their core, their core four guys, Jokic, Murray, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., 28, 27, 26, 24, all just entering or about to enter their primes. There's a long runway in Denver for this team to contend for titles. And ultimately, every team in the West is going to have to go through Denver. Boy, that is, that is a really sharp point. He's out ahead of the curve. Why don't you make points like that every day? I try. No. You know, I try every once in a while, but it's all right. It happens. Jay did mention the same thing last week. 
and that is and that's okay. People can come to independent independently come to the same yes. conclusion, especially smart basketball types. What makes you think? Because you know we were asking since the bubble, what happens if these guys ever get healthy in the playoffs? They don't have a championship level defense. Like their defense is not as good as most teams we see in the finals. But even if they lose these finals somehow, yeah, I'm not going to say that if they lose the finals. I was saying even if they do, you won't even entertain the possibility that they can. I feel like this finals run is a chance for them to cement what people have been thinking about them for a while. Now, I'm not saying that they can't cement that thought after the fact, but there's a lot of things up in the air. I do not know how the Lakers are going to retool. I do not know what's going to happen with two of the most prolific scores a game of basketball has seen in a long time on the same team who just got a defensive-minded coach of Frank Vogel who has won a championship in the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Like, and could they activate DeAndre Ayton? Could they get a piece in free agency this offseason? The landscape can change. I would agree that the runway is there for them to be a powerhouse and contend for years to come. But first off, for me to start saying you have a chance to be a dynasty, that's one thing. To be like, you have to win championships. Denver is the odds-on favorite to win this championship. Can't lose to Miami. Can't lose to Miami. Can't. I think it will set. I think it will set the organization back if they lose. See, Key, I look at Denver because I think, and I think it brings up different challenges. I think you have Michael Porter challenges. Yep. I think you have KCP challenges. Bruce Brown is in a free agent, so there's a lot of moving parts now. Just because yeah. you have players doesn't mean that they're going to stay with your franchise for the and next three to four and years. And that's why when you spoke about it a week or so ago about this Denver <laughs> Nugget team and their dynasty and they can really roll, I'm like, man, they haven't even won a championship yet. And then you you hear everybody else started piggybacking off what you said and changing a word here and there, you know, a little perjury going on. And all of a sudden, they're going to do this. And then they get popped the other night by Miami. Now everybody wants to change their tune a little bit about who the Denver Nuggets are and who they could potentially be. That's why I'm always saying, Max, slow it down, man. You're moving too fast when you start talking about comparing or controlling a conference or comparing a team to great teams that haven't even they haven't even won one yet. No question, they're pre- they even won really, it. but people are predicting, and yeah. I would say this: that but don't predict recklessly. There are there, well, that's what this industry is based on. There, there are <laughs> there are um, similarities between the the Nuggets and Warriors primarily, and forget about the coaches for a second. Michael Malone gets a lot of respect, and Steve Kerr is a great coach, obviously, and he's proven it. Um, but Steph and Dre. Both are make really good decisions with the ball, are able to handle, are excellent passers and willing passers. The difference, I think, is Jokic is an unstoppable offensive force that's not Draymond Green in terms of scoring. But Draymond's a great defender, and that's not Jokic, right? But irreducibly, that's sort of I, I always thought of the Warriors as Steph and Dre, his pick and roll partner, all that stuff, like Jamal Murray and Jokic, those two. But the difference is the Warriors had Clay, a great two-way wing. Who is that on the Nuggets? It was really a three-headed monster on the Warriors. And then they added pieces. Iguodala, who could do a finals MVP, great defender, could hit a clutch shot and all that, also could handle and pass. They had other pieces too. Who is that on the Nuggets? It's supposed to be Michael Porter Jr. But especially the way he's played so far these playoffs, that doesn't look like Clay Thompson. Right? Who is that? For the Nuggets to have the kind of run, even in the Western Conference, let, leave the championships alone, I think you need that 
that three-headed, you need, you need a little more support from your third most important piece. Well, I mean, for Michael Porter Jr., you have to see him involved in more of the offensive action. And I think what you saw Eric Spolster do is by playing Jokic in single coverage, it's almost daring Jokic, how do you not take advantage of this matchup, right? Especially when this guy's like Cody Zeller. You're going to see him attack. But naturally by doing that and not doubling down, that limits the shots of guys like Michael Porter Jr. or KCP. So I think the more you can get Michael Porter Jr. into DHO action, dribble handoff action with a guy like Jokic, get him more involved in the offense, and that's when you'll see the best version of him because he needs to get going offensively for him, him to be more engaged. Oh, they paid him all right. And, and he's playing like Clay post injuries, right? He's not playing like a, you know, I, that, so I wonder, did they, by paying Michael Porter Jr., if this is who he is, maybe because it's the back, whatever it is, if this is who he's going to be, even if it's better than this, but it's not going to be what you were hoping for, can they be dominant? Can they be that next Western Conference powerhouse that every year you got to go through them to get to the finals? I don't know, because the know, Warriors it, had it, clay. It's, it's so tough when teams get to championships and then lose the first opportunity that they get there to repeat or get back for whatever reason. When you think about teams that gotten there for the first time, Jay, they usually win. I mean, yeah, Miami, Miami got there with LeBron and them, and they lost that one, but they had to figure that out. It was like a whole new situation. They hadn't been together. You think about Golden State, when they got to the championship, they cashed in. They cashed in. And, it was, and if they build on that. I don't know that Denver. I don't know that Denver loses this. That that's going to be the same way. It is, uh, yeah, maybe not. I just wonder if the Porter Junior. You know, the hey, hey, we, let's lock this up right now. Look at how he can shoot. He's six foot ten. If that is the thing that stops them from being the team that you and JJ Redick and others see them for the foreseeable future. And by the way, they're still favored to win this thing. Let's assume they win it. I, I picked the Heat. In seven, Perk and I are the only two I know in the national media who took the heat. So let's assume everyone else is right, and the Nuggets win in six, right? They win the championship in six, but still, Phoenix really wasn't ready this year. The Clippers got hurt. The Lakers will improve. There's lots of stuff that you guys have pointed out in the last couple days, reasons to believe it's going to be tougher for the Nuggets going forward, even if they win this one. Yeah, it'll be tougher. I mean, but you still have... The best player in basketball, if that's what we're about the crown Jokic is right now, between him and Jimmy Butler, right? So, I mean, as long as he's so healthy. Kevin Durant's nowhere near anymore. He's got to be available. I think KD's gone through a series. There's no doubt when he's healthy, he is different. He's different. Uh, no, but I'm just, but I'm the just best ability is no, availability, and Jokic is always available, Key. I, I understand that, but, but when he's available, he's not the best guy. I'm just asking you. Uh, I'm not as sure about that as much Lean anymore. into it, Jay. What, what lean into what? <laughs> Why are you always trying to get me to have a hot take? Well, because you're a hot take J. Am I? You hot, take J. hot take Hot oh take JJ. Hot take JJ. That's someone else. Reddick. That's someone else. Oh. You're, you're hot take regular J. Hot take regular His J. His takes are so hot they put on another J. Why do you need two J's? All you need is one. You need one jumper. Speaking of he dynasties. Had jumpers. Are the Chiefs already a dynasty with only two titles? KJM. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. You heard Key's opinion. I think it's reasonable Ooh. to say maybe it's close. But surely if they win another Super Bowl with this basic group, certainly with the coach and the quarterback, and you know, then it's solidified. Then there's no argument against the Chiefs being a dynasty. But as of right now, Key, it seems like you're on the fence about that. During the break, Pat Costello was arguing that by my criteria, the Steelers were a dynasty because they won two Super Bowls in five years. I do think and it, went and went to a third important right and went to a third. I, I think that's big, and I do see. To me, that's a borderline dynasty. That's borderline because it's not the same level of sustained excellence every single year. Even though it's concentrated, it's only been five years. They host, and you can get, don't get hung up on host. That just means that like they're winning the conference, right? The AFC Championship game. For five straight years and only a field goal and a pre-snap penalty kept them out of five consecutive Super Bowls. To me, that level of concentrated dominance makes the Chiefs a dynasty already, although certainly a third Super Bowl would solidify it as key, you say, and the Steelers may be a dynasty back then, like on the fence. I'm on the fence about that Steelers. Not, not the Terry Bradshaw Steelers. Yeah, Clearly, say, that's you're a not dynasty. talking about like 72 to no, 79, no. right? Clearly, okay. that's a dynasty. Yeah. Clearly. I mean... The more recent one. Travis I Kelsey. I, yeah, I don't know that Pittsburgh would be around. Me neither. I don't know either. Dynasty. Yeah. I don't know that that's he, a dynasty he, either, but I'm on a fence about that, but not about the Chiefs. I feel he, good about the here's Chiefs. Here's where I, I lose everybody who tells me it's not a dynasty, though. Like, what, are, are there only, like, you know, aren't there different levels of dynasties? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, if you're looking at the Pats, if you're looking at the Steelers, like I said, 72 to 79, you're looking at the Cowboys, and you're 91, 96. Like, those are top five dynasties. You can have a top 20 dynasty. You could say that Kansas City is cracking the top 20 of dynasties on their way up. Obviously, if they are able to win more, there are levels to it, right? Or this dynasty is only like a top 10 thing. See, if the Buffalo Bills, they made four straight Super Bowls. But again, the Chiefs came to like a, 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 a. But that's a different level of dynasty that they won. They went to four. It's a. It's. It's the Buffalo dynasty, but they didn't win. Right, but if they would have won two Super Bowls and then another year not gotten to Super whatever, I'd have called that a dynasty. And the Chiefs went to three out of five, went to five championship games, and again, two plays basically kept them out of five straight Super Bowls, and they won two. Where are you saying they rank for you though? Like I, Where they rank among the dynasties? Yeah, is, yeah not that's high a different up. conversation. Not, not high, high up. Okay. Um, but I anticipate before it's all said and done, they they might be number one. Like, I don't know. They'll be way high up, but just they're not high up yet. But I do think they constitute a dynasty it's, already. It's, Travis Kelsey thinks they're going to win more titles than the Warriors, guys. Listen to Travis Kelsey on FanDuel TV. 
I would say, yeah, we're the Kansas City has been a dynasty for quite a while now. And um, obviously I'm biased to that. <laughs> but I think that uh, what Coach Reed has done, uh, when you put it up against what the Warriors have done, obviously we don't have as many championships right now. So uh, we got some work to do. So I think Pat Mahomes is definitely going to find a way to get more than four championships. Hopefully uh, I'm still along for the ride uh, by the time he gets there. Yeah, it, it's one one more Super Bowl appearance in the next couple years, win or lose. That means that they've gone to six championship games, whether they're at home or on the road. They've gone to four Super Bowls. Now you could just stamp it for sure as a dynasty. Um, yeah, I mean, and I also look at dynasties. Most dynasties have Hall of Famers all over the place. The Kansas City Chiefs are only going to have two. Three if you count Andy Reid. Andy Reid, yeah. Tyreek Hill one day, maybe. Excuse me? Tyreek Hill one day, maybe. Yeah, but but he left. Yeah, but he was there for... Yeah, but he left. So his middle to the back end of his career... Is going to be in yeah. Miami. Yeah, but I mean, when you think but of him, you, you have also core, think of him as a chief. No when you what. talk about core and you just talk about dynasties, the triplets all stayed together in one, right? The Ronnie Lots of the world, the Joe Montanas, the Steve Young, they, they, they were all there. The Charles Haley's, they, all those guys were in San Francisco. Um, and, and there's different levels to it, like Jay says. But, but, most dynasties, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they riddled with Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. That's that core. I don't know if we we could say the same thing about like Kansas City, for instance, because it's only going to be Mahomes and Kelsey for now. Making Mahomes and Reed and Kelsey's time together so far all the more remarkable. One zero. Did I say that right in Pomona? You're on KJM. Hey, what's going on, Max? What's hey, yeah. I just wanted to call in. First time caller, been trying for months, finally got through. <laughs> I just wanted to call in to give Jay Will hmm. his props. Because let me tell you, I know you guys are on TV a lot. Probably don't watch a lot of TV, though. But I catch first take after KJM. This guy, JJ Reddick, repeats everything Jay Will says. Jay Will's on the money. Basketball, he's on the money. And I think you guys mentioned it earlier when Jay Will, when you said, J.J. said something, but Jay Will said it like two weeks ago. And then when Jay Will's on the show, J.J. Reddick, he'll do like some Google stuff, like, oh, pull up some numbers, you know, try to sound smart, whatever. But it's Jay Will, man. I just, I can't let Max do that with the, Thank you know, you. J.J. Reddick and all. It's, it's Jay Wood. Thank you got you. to give him his props. Thank you for defending me amongst Max. You know, Max tries to debase me every day. He shames me. Mm. He makes me feel like Terrible I'm not guy. part of the team. What? You know, where Key is a great teammate, <laughs> a true teammate. <laughs> makes you feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself. <laughs> I see. Max, you make me feel like I stand on the island. All right, from now on, I'm calling you <laughs> J.J.J. Will. <laughs> I'm throwing <laughs> in an extra J. A couple of J. J.J.J. Hey, well, Will. Every, everybody, hey. everybody in this business, hey, I, for the most hey, part, I, though. I know I don't got a lot of time, but, Jay, I just want to say, man, it would have been interesting to see what the NBA would have been like, man, if you uh. could have stayed in there. And y'all also need to do your homework because whether y'all would know it or not, I went through the boroughs, did my research. Max is the number two street baller in New York behind Correct. Skip. 
incorrect. So all you got to do is ask about the jeans alone. They're going to tell you about Max. Ooh, number two street baller behind Skip to My Lou in New York? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, in the video game, Jay. Jeans alone. <laughs> Jeans alone. The jeans alone. He'd definitely be listening to the show. Jeans alone. No question. JJ. You still have those jeans, Max? Oh, yeah. You yeah, didn't retire have. those things? You I should. I should put them in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> I should frame them. At the house, like literally plastered up on the wall, my first championship. How much you pay that guy to call in, Jay? He's on retainer, Key. You know this. Yeah. So, Key, you were going to say something. when? No, I was going to say, in this, in this business, outside myself, and maybe Jay Will, myself. everybody uses something that everybody says. They steal everybody's information. You're saying I Me steal? Me and Jay Will, never. huh? I never steal. I attribute Oh, I didn't say you. I didn't say, a bit dog will bark. I didn't say you. I just said outside of me and Jay Will. That's oh, all you're, I said. You're, wait, wait. You're Everybody saying, else except me and Jay Will in this industry uses things that other people say. I didn't say your name. Not me. I didn't Not say without your attribution. Name, in fact, I, never, I was giving you two so many. I was giving you two. I was giving you two so many, so much props on TV. Always quoting you, you that Key said, "Stop bringing up his name." I didn't say anything. Why are you looking at me? I all I said was, "Me and Jay, we're authentic. We use our own stuff." And other people in this industry will take it, flip it, you know, mix it up a little bit, put their own sauce on it. That's what they'll do, right? I didn't say no names. Max getting all. No, well, just, when you exclude me name. from that group, you're suggesting by no, logical I deduction. Just no, no, R2 no. By lo- this is like when Key said they're going to win in four, but I didn't. I didn't call it a sweep. The Heat are back home. Just how confident should they be? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are joined now by the best pipes in the business. Nick Friedel, ESPN NBA reporter. What's going on, Nick? Max, how we doing? We're doing hey, good. What Nick, are the exp- what's up? What are the expert? <laughs> he doesn't man, sound leave Nick alone, man. No, Nick got that kiss after dark voice, you know. Jay, what? Shh. What are your expectations for Game Three, Nick? I would be surprised if the Nuggets 
did not respond a lot better than what we saw because guys, as we know, they had that game. If they play better defense down the stretch uh, and they make a couple more shots with Michael Porter and KCP doesn't make a couple really bad fouls, uh, they got it. And we're talking about Denver being up 0-2, or excuse me, 2-0. So uh, I think Miami will feed off the crowd. They usually do. But Denver just did not play really well, especially late in that game. And when you get that type of huge production from Jokic and you can't bolster it somewhere else, I would expect them to play at a much higher level tomorrow night. Nick, I, I do find myself getting a little bit worried with Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde for Denver. And I, I don't question their offense. I think their offense, tactically, Michael Malone, they'll make adjustments. They're too, they're too talented and skilled for guys like Michael Porter Jr. They only have eight shots. You know, him and KCP combined averaging 16 points per game. But I do wonder about their defensive discipline. Can it be at the level – to stop and win three more games because those breakdowns, man, that, that's just all effort. I, I I don't understand. You're in the NBA Finals, and people can sit up there and say, well, they're young and all this stuff. I don't give a damn. It's the NBA Finals. Shouldn't you always have a sense of urgency? Jay, I couldn't agree with you more, and I think that's exactly why Michael Malone was so pissed off after game two. I mean, when you're sitting up there in game two of the Finals and you're talking about, I want my team to play harder – that is a red flag. And I know that Malone has ripped his guys before and they've responded. But the circumstances are a little different here. If you can't rev it up and defensively uh, hit your spots the way you need to, that is a real problem. Especially, especially guys, when you're going up against a team like Miami, who is so well coached and Spolster makes all these adjustments on the fly, and these guys trust him, and they just continue to find a way. So if you're looking for reasons why Denver won't be able to finish this off and Miami finds a way all the way through and can win this title, to me that is number one. There is no reason why Denver, with all the talent that they have on the floor, should have that many lapses and should – you should question whether or not they're playing hard enough to win a championship. That is a huge, huge factor moving forward, but especially what I'm looking at tomorrow night after the way Malone responded to the group. You know, Nick, you you made my ears perk up there because you said all the talent, and, and Jay and I and Max have had these conversations over the last several weeks about the Miami Heat going through uh, Milwaukee, the Knicks, Boston, and all the talent, you said it, all the talent that Denver has on the floor, not to say that you're not saying that Miami doesn't have any talent, but why is it that Miami's not getting the necessary, I, I, I guess, respect with the guys that they have on the floor opposed to Denver? Gee, I think the, the issue as far as the perception around the heat, and that's yes. what we're getting at here is that, they just have a bunch of guys that the casual fan who is just watching now has no idea who they are. I mean, let's be real. A lot of people, they just don't know who Max Struess and Gabe Vincent and until the last series, Caleb Martin, even Duncan Robinson, who is completely out of the rotation most of the year. They've got all these undrafted guys who people have, haven't paid much attention to. And that's why. I mean, that's why they have a chip on their shoulder. That's why they 
they have fit in Miami because uh, the organization finds those type of guys and they work with them and they build them up over the, the course of a few years. But that is the reason. And I had to laugh the other night when Jimmy is talking about his I don't give a damn factor. And he's saying, ah, oh, you know, we just block everything out. We don't pay attention. That's ridiculous. <laughs> All these guys pay attention to what's going on, to what's being said, to uh, what has happened as their run has continued. So they all use it as motivation, like so many great uh, pro athletes have before uh, they have. So uh, that's the the difference, though. We have name brands that we're used to seeing with Denver. We do not have that with the Heat, and the Heat have used that to their advantage, and they continue to prove people wrong as the playoffs go on. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, Nick Fordell, ESPN Inside NBA reporter, joining us here Nick, um, let's transition to to the Lake Show for a second and and what's going down with this LeBron James, Kyrie Irving type marriage that we could potentially see or maybe not see. Uh, Little Birdie is telling me that LeBron James wants this deal to potentially happen, but I'm not sure Rob Palenka is all in on Kyrie Irving. Are we going to see Kyrie and LeBron reunite? What do you think? Jay, if you'd asked me right after the season – I would have told you, yeah, it just seems like there there was too much smoke around all of that noise not to think that it wouldn't happen at some point. Now, when you start talking to people around the league, it, it feels like if Kyrie gets all the money that he wants from Dallas, he's probably going to land in Dallas. And in the end, that appears to be the difference. And that certainly was the difference when you go back in time Look at how it all broke apart in Brooklyn. He wanted to get paid, as is his right. And it wasn't going to happen the way he wanted there, so he asked out. If he gets all the money that he's seeking, then he's going to be in Dallas. And all the talk about LeBron and Kyrie, it just won't matter because I don't get any sense that LeBron wants to be anywhere other than Los Angeles. So, uh, if I were betting on it right now today, going into free agency, I would say that Kyrie stays in Dallas, gets paid, and we all move forward. All right, Nick, one more for you. So Kevin Durant, obviously, people are keeping their eye on the Phoenix Suns. Him and Devin Booker, two of the most prolific scorers in the game of basketball seen in a while on the same team. Now that they've hired Frank Vogel, do you think they keep a guy like DeAndre Ayton? Or what do you think their next move is? Also with CP3. Yeah, Aiton does not feel like he's long for Phoenix. It just doesn't seem like uh, he is uh, a fit all the way. And, Jay, when you watch that team, there are nights when Aiton is really, really good, and you say, oh, okay, well, he's going to get even better. And there are nights where he just completely disappears. So I'm not sure that that's a guy that you want to move forward with, and you've got to see what else you can get potentially to help build up your roster because of course there's going to be so much focus on Aiton and Chris Paul, but we all know, and we all agree that that team just isn't deep enough. Kevin is still incredible. Devin Booker is awesome. You have to have more than that to win a title. As far as Chris Paul goes, he's respected. He's going to the hall of fame. Great. You can't trust him late in the season too many times. Now you get all the way into the end of the regular season or into the playoffs, and he's just not there, or he can't perform at the same high level because he's injured. So 
if it were me, I would move off Chris Paul and find somebody else. But uh, there are a lot of contract uh, ramifications and, and different things that have to occur over the course of time. I, I just don't see how, if you're Phoenix, you are not looking for every possible change trying to build up your roster behind Kevin and Booker. Nick Friedel, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks as always, Nick. All right, Nick. Guys, great being with you. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Are the Chiefs a dynasty? Do the Heat have the best culture in team sports? Jeff in Illinois, you're on KJM. Hello, guys. I love listening to you guys' show. I just had... uh couple things to say uh i think miami has one of the best cultures in sports and what in the houston as the team or the town has one of the worst cultures but i had a question for max i was wondering i lost my vision back at the beginning of 2017 and i haven't touched a basketball in over 20 years and it'd be interesting to find out if I could shoot free throws better than you. <laughs> That's how long I've been so, trying to get so on now, my water. So now that tells me I know why Jay brought something up that he brought up going into the going into the last break. Okay, now I got it. I got it. Corey in New Jersey, you're on KJM. I knew I was being set up for something. Producers got in Jay's ear. Yeah, what's up, Corey? What's up, Corey? So, so listen, so number one, the Chiefs are definitely already a dynasty. The AFC has ran through them the last five years. Three Super Bowl appearances, two wins. That's a dynasty already. And number two, the NBA needs Denver to become a dynasty to keep growing the popularity of the league. And let me tell you why. The NBA is a dynasty-driven league. And so far this decade, we've seen three different teams win championships, and we're about to see a fourth. That's not good for the NBA. Let me know what you guys think. You think it's a dynasty-driven league? I think it's a star-driven league. Not about dynasty-driven league. Stars are usually created through dynasties, but like, I mean, we Celtics love the Lakers. Lakers passed it back and forth. Yeah, we. I mean, we love the the Lakers, or we love the Celtics. Like, we love the Bulls. Like, I'm thinking of Magic and Bird. Like, the league in certain ways was Jordan took it to the next level. He was so dominant, but the league started blowing up when you had the Celtics and Lakers vying for that top spot against each other every year. Hmm. You think Jokic, even though he's a superstar, do you think he can sell the game of basketball the way some of those other greats for those dynasties have played? The Magics. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more to their careers left to go for Jokic, but like the personality being homegrown, do you think Americans like will lean into that as much? I don't think he'll be out there by himself on an island, though, Jay. Right? No, I don't think so. And just you know, key like like Magic, like you feel like homegrown. MJ, Wilmington, North Carolina, homegrown. Like even with Magic, them the league was at a point where they had to do something from a television rights standpoint, to make the league. David Stern and them needed to make the league popular and big. So they they got behind them, and it was more of a group effort than it was single. And then eventually Magic became 
Hollywood magic and the big smile and the winning the championships. So I don't think that you would leave him out there on an island by himself because there's other there's other players that are young and up and coming. That's great that they can package all that up with, and he won't just be the face of the league by himself. I think there's another reason too, though. Joker's a big, even though he can dribble and handle and all that, and he can pass great and all that. The league, like Kareem, Shaq, um, Shaq was the most popular center you can imagine. But his sneakers are never going to sell like Kobe's, right? Yeah. Like, you have to be yeah, more... Yeah, bigs don't sell shoes. What, yeah, the bigs don't because it's harder, I think, for kids to relate to them. And the league, more than anything, blew up. Like, Magic and Bird laid the foundation, no doubt. But, but when MJ also, came along with the kicks, that's what took it to the next level worldwide. But he's worldwide. also sneaky funny, Jay. The <laughs> joke is sneaky funny. Sneaky funny, yeah. Sneaky funny, sneaky yeah. Funny. He's got a personality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of personality, you know. And B, too. It's a little and be more of a sneaky. personality. Yeah, he's and, not and, sneaky. And he's just like, funny. Yeah, yeah, it's more yeah. out there, right? Yeah, but even but they're both bigs. bigs it's yeah, not going to work the same, you know. Daryl well, in Connecticut. Man. What do you got, Daryl? Yo, I'm right here. What you got, baby? All right. So first thing, this is what I got. Why does Max always change the question? Okay, I'm gonna say always. He changes the question to fit. What he wants you to say when he asks you a question. Example. I can't give you an example right now, but he does it all the damn time. Okay, example. <laughs> example. <laughs> Help me out. All right, let's go. No, I'm interested in this. Give me an example. Man, the man can't give oh you an example, I, Listen, Yates, I, I need one of your producers to pull this up. Okay. I can't remember this. I listen all, all right, the time. Fair, I can't I, remember I, everything. Fair enough. Give, uh, any producer give me an example of when I've changed the question? You lead the witness, yes. Max. Thank you. The witness. So this caller says I sometimes improve the question. No, okay. Name, no, you Darryl. lead the witness is what you do is what he's saying. He thinks I, I improve the question. Sometimes I can't argue. That's right. That's see, true. See, Daryl, he's doing it again. Hold on. Hold on. Just Actually, you did. Max, you did Just it today. Did it. You did it today with the, uh, uh, with the dynasty stuff, right? right? It's like, are the Chiefs a dynasty? Well, if you go back to the Bills and you take away this Super Bowl loss I'm, and you give them a Super Bowl, and you give them, yes, they're not changing the, the No, I'm using a hypothetical to show you why the Chiefs are, in fact, the dynasty. I didn't change anything. I may do that at times. It's not that time. Eh, it's a maxism. Definitely move it the goalposts a little bit on that, that one. Guys, do you really think it's moving the goalposts to use a hypothetical from the past? To change things in the past, to Max, make a point about adding Max, and subtracting Super Bowls, absolutely. Wait, I'm showing you why the Chiefs are a yeah. dynasty. That's answering the question. Max, don't get defensive. But then you were You're like, yeah, but defensive. if the Bills had three Super Bowls and they went to seven and then they lost one and they got two back, they're a dynasty in this small assemblage of I'm imagination. I'm like the first person who invented like some new, like, you know, I discovered fire. And the rest of you still want to eat no, uncooked no. food. I'm like, here, come and use the fire. And you guys think I'm a sorcerer or something. Man. And then, no, but then I pitched no, the Steelers thing to you, we and you still that. denied that one. Denied which one? The Steelers. I was like, well, the Steelers did the exact same thing. It didn't and you were like, well, same. no, they didn't this host enough AFC championship games, which no one's ever had to say in the <laughs> history of dynasties. I don't know why that all of a sudden became a criteria. But. This is a great example. We're building. I actually told Jay off mic. I was like, Jay, I don't know if I should bring this up today. <laughs> don't because, do it right now. Because it, no, I've already done it. it because like, I, I needed to explain why the Chiefs are a dynasty and why making deep playoff runs actually matters, not just the Super Bowls. But I thought, are, are the people on this show going to understand it? And Pat, 
And by the way, and Yates both just showed me, and Nuno, all three of you just showed me you didn't understand. No, 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 no. My baseline has always been three rings yeah, is the baseline to start a dynasty. Yeah, it's mine's not that we don't understand it, Max. It's just that we think it's just that we don't think it makes any sense. No, you said just now that the Steelers were the same as the Chiefs. They weren't because they didn't have the same level of dominance. They won two Super Bowls in a five-year span, and lost but they didn't go to three and go to five championship games. What you doing, kid? So the championship man, I'm, games I'm just, really... I'm taking it all in, man. Got you know, it. I don't really... Do championship just, games factor? When I look at, at dynasties Max, in any sport, going, do I, for, do I actually also kid. focus on Y'all conference finals? Can, yes. can I ask you this, though, Max? Pass the ball, Max. Can I Come ask on, you this, man. though, Max? If, uh, if you are a dynasty, doesn't the things like conference appearances and division wins go into the totality of you becoming the dynastic team that you are? Like, yes, that, but I think that Doesn't that go you, without saying, I guess? If you mix in deep runs, even if you fail to win the championship, provided you've also won multiple championships, you mixed in deep runs – that counts toward it in a way where a team that wins a championship doesn't shots, show up again Jay. for three or four years, wins another one, it's not the same. Gotta not the same. Not equivalent. Shots. That's fair, I guess, but you, you got to have three. got to have three. Inbound the ball, Jay. I ain't giving it back. This is <laughs> Shoot it. Shoot the Jay. This guy has the lowest shot-to-dribble ratio in the league. <laughs> oh, so he's Michael Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.